Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'll get started in just a moment. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing so that you may stay up to date with the latest podcast. And if our podcast brings value to your life, please consider sharing it with family and friends. Thanks for listening. And now here's today's podcast. Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living Broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church, located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia. Please turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. We'll be there in just a minute, so just if you want to open it there and hold it, that will be great. If you didn't bring your Bible, you can use your wireless devices or you can follow along with us on the screens today, okay? Father, would you add your blessing to the reading and the hearing, the preaching of your word? God, what an incredible time that we've had together, and I pray, Lord, that your presence would accompany us all the way through the rest of this season and truly every day of our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, is everybody ready for Christmas? Everybody's ready for Christmas? See, I knew when I asked the question, the kids would all say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. And then the adults are going to pretty much be divided between three groups. Maybe equally, I'm not sure. There'll be three groups of adults. The ones who say, yes, I am ready. Everything is done. Then there'll be number two group that says, no, I am not ready, but I'm working on it. And then there's the number three group that says, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be over. Wasn't going to ask for hands, Ryan, but thanks for volunteering that. Ryan's the captain of group three. I won't won't ask for a show of hands for the others. Listen, when I read the account of Christmas in the Bible, and and I I always try to say the Christmas account or anything that we refer to in the Bible, because it's not a story. This did not happen in the Marvel Universe. This happened in like the real universe. So this is reality. So when I read the account of Christmas in the Bible, I see groups of people there as well. Of course, being ready for that first Christmas is really about being ready for Jesus to come, for Jesus to come on the scene. But why weren't they ready for Jesus? Why weren't they ready for Jesus? Uh, So I I want us to look at maybe three reasons why uh, they weren't ready for, for Jesus in the biblical account and why maybe today we aren't always ready for Jesus in our lives as well. Now listen, I recognize, I recognize the kids are with you. Thank you, parents, for giving our kids' ministry staff a break, and I promise to have you out by 12, okay? So thank you. I'm just kidding. Lord, y'all calm down. Relax now. Um, here's the first reason that people are not ready for Christmas, and that is they were too busy. They were too busy. Look at Luke chapter 2 now, verses 1 through 5. At the time, that time, Roman, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their, uh, their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Jesus, uh, Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. David's ancient home. So he traveled there from a village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. Now, Bethlehem was not ready for Jesus because they were too busy. This census 
was throwing things into turmoil, and this tiny little village south of Jerusalem, whose only claim to fame really was being the hometown of King David hundreds of years before, was now preparing for everyone who could claim David as an ancestor. So this place was hopping, to say the least. There were sheep to be watched, there were inns to be kept. There, there were people to be counted. And this little village of a few hundred, it was now bustling with thousands of guests who were come. And, and honestly, they were struggling to keep up. So like, what would happen if the city of Atlanta all showed up in Bremen today? Can you imagine? Now, I think they were all at Walmart yesterday. Did y'all even drive past there? Good grief. So it was, it was like the Christmas story played out in front of us. So listen, they were all freaking out, all trying to keep up. So when Mary and Joseph arrived in the city of Bethlehem, nobody really paid too much attention. And when this little baby was born, there was far too much going on for anybody to worry about one little boy. And although the Old Testament prophets had been foretelling of his coming for hundreds of years, when he showed up, the people of Bethlehem were not ready for Jesus because they were too busy. Listen, is it any different for us today? Is it any different for us? I hear people all the time giving lip service to Jesus, right? They got the bumper stickers, they got the bracelets, they got the chains and the jewelry and all of this stuff. But when Jesus shows up in their lives, many times they don't even notice because they're too busy. People straining to find God's will. Maybe the most frequently asked question in my 27 years of ministry is, is, John, how do I find God's will for my life? Well, I think there are many, many times when God attempts to show us his will day by day, one decision, one opportunity at a time, but we miss it because we're too busy. We think we're going to get the 5, 10, 25-year plan, and he's just trying to tell us what to do next but we're too busy to hear. So listen, what's God trying to do in your life today? What's God trying to do in your life? What deliverance is God trying to bring to you? What healing is he trying to bring? What blessing, what new direction or new path or new opportunity is he trying to bring? What salvation is God trying to bring into your life today and you're too busy to be ready to receive it? Too busy to notice. Listen, here's, a, here's a, an interesting question. To what lengths is God going to have to go to get your attention? Perhaps an angel choir? Perhaps shepherds showing up at your house out of the blue? Maybe a midnight revelation? Everybody wants to hate on the innkeeper. Like of everybody in the story, don't you, don't you just hate to to feel what people say about the innkeeper. Man, we throw him under the bus all the time because he didn't make room for Jesus, right? But how many of us fail to make room for Jesus in our schedules and in our minds and in our hearts, in our lives, because we're too busy, too busy. Getting ready for Jesus means moving him to the top of the priority list. See, watching the sheep was important for the shepherds until they realized that Jesus was here. We have to do the same thing. We can't be too busy to get ready for Jesus. Here's the second reason, second reason that people weren't ready, and that's because they were too satisfied. They were too satisfied. 
Matthew chapter 2. Let me read you just a few verses through this, through this first chapter. Matthew 2, verses 1 through 3. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we've come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. Verse 12 It tells us that when it was time to leave, the wise men returned to their own country by another route because God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. And then verse 16 tells the tale, Herod was furious when he realized the wise men had outwitted him, and he sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Jerusalem who were two years and under based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Listen, Herod, uh, history tells us that Herod was the consummate politician. He knew how to manipulate. He knew how to connive. He knew how to cahoot. There's a good southern word, cahoot. And he was in cahoots with all of the rich and powerful. He was wealthy. He was powerful. He was well-connected. That's why he was greatly disturbed when he heard that Jesus had been born. He considered Jesus a political rival that would disrupt his well-crafted life. Herod wasn't ready for Jesus because he was too satisfied with the life that he was living right then. He didn't want to receive Jesus for himself. He wanted to get Jesus out of the way because Herod was aware of no need that he wanted Jesus to fill. The problem with too many American Christians today is that we're satisfied. We're satisfied. We, we want to do our life. We want to do life our own way. And then maybe we'll add Jesus as a nice little decoration to a life that we control. Listen, Jesus is the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. He's not second place to anybody. He's no accessory to anybody's life. Jesus is life. So you don't add him to nothing. He's God all by himself. He stands alone. And listen, I know this might be surprising to hear, and probably wiser pastors wouldn't say it, but if you're satisfied with your life, the last thing you want to do is invite Jesus into it. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all blinked. If you're satisfied with your life, the last thing you want to do is invite Jesus into it. John, you have lost your mind. What in the world are you talking about? Because when Jesus shows up, he takes over. There is no biblical version of Christianity where Jesus provides fire insurance and then you retain control of your life. That's not how it works. He's not, he's never just Savior. Never. He is also always Lord and Master. He calls the shots. He makes the decisions. He's the boss. And very rarely are his ways anything like our ways. So the life that's so satisfying to us can't remain when we follow Jesus. He calls us to die to ourselves, to take up our cross, and to follow him. See, we got plenty of people who will say, God, take the broken pieces of my life and make something beautiful out of them. We just don't have enough people who are willing to offer their beautiful lives to God and invite him to break the pieces off that don't match his plan. See, that's a whole different deal right there. 
But that's what he calls us to. You see, what Herod didn't understand, and what so many of us still don't understand, is that Jesus came to meet a need that we can't see with our eyes. See, you can be rich and good-looking and well-connected and well-respected and healthy as a horse and still be in desperate need. The need that Jesus came to fill is eternal and spiritual. You can't put your hands on it. You can't look in the mirror or look in your bank account. You can't look there to find out if you need it. We need a way to have a relationship with God. Because sin has separated us from him. Jesus provided that way. It's like, it's the reason he came. It's the whole purpose for Christmas. It's why he came. It's what he did on the cross. But listen, we can't have it our way and follow his way. They're two completely different paths. So if you want to receive his sacrifice for your sin, you also have to surrender everything to him. So what you'll find is that he satisfies and he fulfills your life in ways that nothing else can. I don't care what your plan was. I don't care what you had in mind for your life. God's plan fulfills and satisfies in a way that you just can't imagine. So listen, today, wherever you are, whatever station you are in your life, at least entertain the notion that there might be something you're missing that you never even knew to look for. Herod never considered it. Tried to, tried to stamp it out. But Jesus is the missing piece, even for the most self-satisfied people in the world. So some people weren't ready for Jesus because they were too busy, and some people weren't ready for Jesus because they were too satisfied. Here's the last thing. Some of them weren't ready for Jesus. They missed him because they weren't looking up. They weren't looking up. Let me reread the second verse of the second chapter of Matthew again. The, the wise men came and they said, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we've come to worship him. You see, the only people who seemed to be ready for Jesus were the wise men. Think about that in the story. The only people who weren't surprised that Jesus showed up were the wise men. They came into town looking for the king, and they had gifts fit for a king. Why? How did they know and nobody else knew? They were looking up. They were looking up. You don't find stars unless you look up, right? They were looking up. So they, they had heard, because of the teachings of the Jews that had scattered all over the world, they had heard that the Messiah was going to be born, so they just kept watching the sky until the sign appeared. They were looking up. The shepherds weren't ready, right? They were out just doing their thing, just, you know, shepherding, doing sheepy stuff. They weren't ready, but they got ready quick. Why'd they get ready? Because the angel choir showed up. And then what'd they do? They looked up. They looked up. So when, And when they did, they realized that something incredible was happening all around them, and they almost missed it. So let me ask you something today. Where are your eyes looking? Where are your eyes looking this morning? Look at Psalm 121, the first couple of verses. In the NIV it says this, I lift my eyes to the mountains. 
Where does my help come from? And then the psalmist answers his own question. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You have to lift up your eyes. So many people today need help. So many things in my life and in your life, so many areas of our lives that seem to be out of our control, right? So many things that concern us, but we have no ability to change them. But we seem so convinced sometimes that our lives will change if we just do more of what we've been doing. Or if we do it more enthusiastically. Or if we do it with a better attitude. But the reality is, the solution to life's problems are not going to be found on this earth. They're going to be found in heaven. He is ready for us, but we're not ready for Jesus because we're looking in the wrong places. We have to look up. Look up. Look to Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12 says, locking your eyes on him. Locking your eyes on him because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the beginning and he's the end. He's everything we need. And it's wrapped up in our relationship with him. So listen, whatever's going on with you in your life today, you need Jesus in the middle of it. You need his help. You need his presence. You need his power. You're like, yeah, I need God to show up and do what I need him to do. No, you need God to show up and tell you what you need to do. You need God to show up and clarify the issues for you. He don't work for you. You work for him. You need his will and his way in your life. So listen, don't miss, don't miss Jesus. Don't miss Jesus because you're looking in the wrong place. And there's lots of places to look, isn't there? Lots of things to get our eyes on in this life. Be a wise woman. Be a wise man. Be a wise kid. Look up. Look to Jesus this morning. Listen, are you ready for Jesus? We might be ready for Christmas but are you ready for Jesus? Don't be too busy. Don't be too busy for Jesus. Don't be too satisfied with what you have to receive what he wants to give. Don't be so satisfied with temporary things that you miss the eternal ones. And listen, don't, don't have your eyes in other places. Don't have your eyes anywhere but to the Lord for your help and your hope and your strength. Amen. Why don't you stand with me, please? Listen, can, I don't want to blow this for you, parents, but man, your kids were good today. Right? Really, really good. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, kids, for being good. Thank you for worshiping and, and, and everything that you did today. And adults, teenagers, thank you for coming, for worshiping. Man, what an incredible time in the presence of God. But we, I want us not to be in such a hurry to rush out to whatever's next on the checklist, and we all got checklists. Let's spend a little bit of time in the presence of the Lord, and let's just make sure that we're ready for Jesus. 
right now. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's Covenant Living broadcast. To find out more information about our ministry, just visit our website at www.covenantlifewestga.org. You can find this video there on our homepage. Just click the YouTube button and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And give us a call at 770-537-3747. That's 770-537-3747. At Covenant Life, our mission is to go and make disciples by being real, relational, and reaching. Be sure to join us next week for more Covenant Living with Pastor John Butler.